Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It must be Monday. And if it's Monday, it's time for Serpentico. I mean, no, it's not. It's time for Grappy Hour. It's Monday. What's the date today? It's 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 April the 11th. Dates don't Let- matter. They still matter. Time is a flat circle. Nobody, nobody really knows what uh, what time or day it is. I don't know that. That's I don't know nothing. I, I I've just been a complete mess of a human being. I don't know anything. I took a week off. Uh, I missed everything, and uh, now now so much has happened. And now Lily is here, and I am here, and it's crappy hour. How are you, Lily? What's going on? um it's been quite the 24 hours as you know because we hung out for the first time which was awesome um but i'm exhausted um uh i can't believe i'm about to admit this on fightful especially but that was my first indie wrestling show i've only been to um wwe raw tapings and ufc boxing stuff i'm very into combat and wrestling but never have i ever um IRL experienced indie wrestling like that and um, my soul feels so fed um, I feel like I've finally met my tribe um, and I've we have a lot to talk about yeah I mean we had one hell of a day watching uh, watching Greektown wrestling in Toronto at Ryerson University we uh, met some wrestlers had a couple impromptu interviews uh, we stood around a lot we waited around a lot but everyone treated us really well there I think mm-hmm. and uh, you and I were able to yeah so we met up for the first time and uh, it's hilarious that uh, we, we've been doing this show remotely and it's tough because we've been stuck in, in we've been stuck indoors, but now we're actually able to, uh, to hang out. We got a chance to go and meet up, get a quick drink before media scrums that never really happened. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day. It was really fun yesterday for anyone who wants to actually watch the Greek town event. It is on their YouTube page. If you just search Greektown Wrestling on YouTube, the entire event is up and they've updated their uh, their whole setup. Apparently, so for those who, who catch Tim and Joel Pod on Sundays, I'd mentioned, you know, it's just an iPhone or two <clears throat> that they're using and running around the ring with it. No, they've upgraded. They've got a whole bunch of cameras. They're doing a proper HD setup. They've got the lights going on. It's pretty good. Uh, so uh, Lily, I think for your first like real indie show, you got a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good show out of it. What? Oh, absolutely. Um, sorry. I didn't mean no, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I want, I was going to say like, what, what stood out to you? Just like overall thoughts. Cause we're going to get into like matches and ex- the experience itself, but like your overall thoughts when you walked in, like, what were you expecting? What do you think you'd see? And then what, uh, what went right? What went wrong? What did you think? Um, I think the the first word or the first thing that comes to mind is community and um i come from a background in working in uh film and tv event production dealing with um some pretty big names in film and music um essentially my job was to be a showrunner backstage which um does translate to wrestling there are showrunners in wrestling as well um, but when you're dealing with a musician or a, um, a famous actor, director, it's it's a lot different. So it was fascinating to see um, the mechanics of how an indie show works. And just um, especially for Greektown, um, a little bit of context. Greektown is a very small area in Toronto that is predominantly Greek. There's a lot of Italians as well. A lot of um, Ukrainian people, Russian people, Polish people. It's very uh, European. Um and it's very community-minded. Everyone knows each other. The event last night was sponsored um, by Square Boy, which is a iconic hamburger joint in Toronto. So that kind of tells you what kind of an event it was. And um, I was just so amazed at how it was very family-friendly with also not being family-friendly. Um, and the crowd was incredible. Um, I also ran into friends um, from other scenes there, like... Uh, this drag queen from Toronto, Tainomi Banks, was there. Someone from uh, my wrestling class at Super Kicked was there. 
um, Santino from Battle Arts and WWE fame was there. We got to chat a bit about training as well as some other incredible uh, indie wrestlers from Buffalo and all over the goddamn place. Um, and I'm just, I'm just blown away. I, I'm blown away. There's a lot to take in. Uh, shout out to, to Santino Morella. I hope you found your car. Uh, when, was it his? I hope so. No, 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 not the Volks. So at the beginning of the night, uh, there was a, uh, they came over the mics and they said, if you're driving a Volkswagen, it's uh, about to be towed in five minutes. That wasn't him. But it, he, as we were setting up for our interviews, uh, you and I were backstage kind of in a little um, a stairwell and the stairwell goes out onto the street. So at one point, mm-hmm. as Santino's getting ready to leave, he goes out and he uh, I'm outside because I'm just like getting some fresh air. And he says, do you know where Gerard Street is? And I'm I'm a little bit turned around, even though I went to Ryerson University, but I was like totally off my game for a sec. So I look over and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, it, it's almost certainly down there. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I parked my car over by the the campus store and i'm like okay yeah it's 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 that way so i have to hope to god that i didn't mislead santino and now he's like still searching for his car to this day in the parking lot at ryerson university that would be a pro- big problem especially if like you have any plans to to train or be around him and his school i i would feel awful <laughs> i mean we we had some pretty interesting cameos last night all around i think one of the biggest surprises for the night and i actually talked to um the incredible um, staff that were doing commentary and switching and cameras. Um, Trey Miguel, holy shit! Yeah. Trey showed up. Uh, Trey Miguel showed up in, I think, as a replacement for Josh. Josh Alexander, because Josh Alexander was originally uh, set up for the card, and I, for whatever reason, couldn't make it. So next thing you knew, we, uh, yeah, we were watching a match, the opening match with Trey. And Aiden Prince, and they had a banger. They had a good time. And uh, you mentioned Trey. I don't know if uh, I, 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 I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx anything. But uh, Trey, Trey did a little run in during uh, during a little chat that you were having with somebody else afterwards. So uh, yes. there was a little bit of fun there. Um, without revealing too much, I got to see many sides of Serpentico that um, not many other people, I think will get to see or maybe they will i don't know um but it was um it was really cool to you know i watch AEW not religiously but it's it's on pretty much every week in in this house um so getting to <clears throat> have some face time with serpentico and sunny kiss um and a few other of the talents was delightful they're um like, like I wanted to say, you know, there's all these fans lining up for hours for this RVD meet and greet. And we'll get into that in a bit. But that was nuts. Nuts. But yeah. um, wrestlers are just humans. They're, you know, they're they're just like us. They just kind of have athletic superpowers and theater powers that we don't have. Um, so for me to be at my first indie show and, you know, kind of I've, I've, I've worked around famous people and I'm not going to like name drop or whatever, because who gives a shit? But um to figure out kind of how to approach a wrestler is kind of interesting too because um especially sunny lady frost serpentico they're contracted with impact and aew so um they have quite an intense touring schedule and travel schedule so you never know and it's the same thing when you're um like reporting for music or anything you never know kind of when you're meeting an artist um like what their travel day has been like what's going on in their personal life, how their last session at the gym was, how their mental state is doing. Um, have they eaten yet? Um, have they had a cigarette or whatever they need to calm down? So there's a lot of factors um, that I think people don't really take into account um, with any performer, but specifically with wrestling, because you're putting everything out there. Um, a lot of it is kind of like timing. So um, we were there um, and kudos to you, Joel, for like just being amazing yesterday because we were there from what, like three till like 11 at night. Um, but we did get some material and whether or not it gets used, I don't really give a shit because I think you and I obviously got to meet, which was awesome. And we we had some moments that I think like looking back in a few years will be pretty funny. It was a really good time. And, and honestly, yeah. like 
I'm so used to this. You and I talked about coming from music worlds of our own. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I'll tell you a, a quick story. So I'm probably about 19 years old and I went to go catch a couple of bands, including one that my friend was playing in. And he was one of the opening support slots. He had been picked up just to play with this band. So he wasn't like a full-time member. Uh, and I kind of knew the other guys from the band by other means. So they were super late getting into town and they were all just like tired and frustrated and everything. And like, I don't forget what I, sorry, I forget what I said at the time, but like I opened my mouth to the lead guitar player and he just shot me this really shit look. Mm. And I felt awful. Cause I don't know, like what, I don't know what I said, but whatever it was, they had just gotten there. Maybe I was just rushing him into something that like he wasn't ready for either way. Like just leading to your point, like you don't know what these people have gone through in a day. Mm-hmm. And then, probably 20 minutes later he and i were chatting and i was just like hey man i'm sorry about earlier i didn't mean to like rush or do whatever and he was like no it's fine it's just been a long day and most 99 percent of the time you don't know what people are going through in the day you don't know how it's been maybe their blood sugar is low maybe they're having a rough day maybe the gym was bad like you said you just you don't know and eventually everyone levels out and everyone becomes pretty normal and uh, that's what happened in my case and that's 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 basically what happened to us too, because uh, we we had a couple people who were a little a little chilly, a little chilly when we when we spoke to them. But then after like you know, give them a thirty minute cool down just to do their own thing, they were like, "Hey, everything's fine. Let's 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 chat. Everything's good." Yeah, no pun intended with chilly, Miss um, uh, Lady Frost. When I um, approached her originally, I think my timing was kind of off because she kind of just got into the venue. She probably didn't know where the hell she was. Um, it actually, I think. I don't think I asked her if it was her first time in Toronto, which I don't think it was, but um, she probably wasn't familiar to the space. Um, And she was very cold, like very icy, which I didn't know if it was like a kayfabe thing or whatever. Um, But um, Sean told me that like she's lovely and just to kind of, you know, mention Fightful and all that stuff. So um, I kind of gave her some space and um, saw her backstage a little bit later and reapproached her after her match, um, which she won. Uh, and uh, I approached her again and it was a lot better. Like she was like, she laughed and she's, and uh, we had our little private moment. Uh, and yeah, it's all about timing uh, with anyone really. Like even with me, if if people approach me at a certain time when my blood sugar is low or if I'm on my period or if I had a shitty day, like I will snap at you. And I've had to <laughs> and I've and I've had to apologize to, you know, coworkers and family members and all types of stuff for being like, I'm so sorry. Um, I was just having like a really rough day and I apologize for how I was acting like it had nothing to do with you. It was totally me. Um, but on the opposite end of that, everyone was lovely, like including yeah. Lady Frost. Like it, like we said, it was just timing. Um, Jody Threat is such a sweetheart. And um, I think a lot of wrestlers, there's kind of two breeds of wrestlers in terms of interacting with fans and media. There's the ones that really like to be uh, active on social media and in media. And there's the ones that kind of just don't care either way. Um, and I think that Jody Threat is one of those people. And I think the Lady Frost also is one of those people where it's not that she doesn't want to do interviews or meet fans, but she wants to like make sure that like she's protecting her energy as well. Yep. Um, so I hope that um our paths will cross again and I'm I'm sure they will. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, if you're here, welcome. I mean, chat, we'd love to see you and we're following what you're saying. Do us a favor, leave us a thumbs up on the video if you're watching at youtube.com slash overbooked. Go ahead and subscribe to us if you haven't already, because you know that gets us a huge, huge bump. And that's get it's gonna get your friends talking to us, it's gonna get you know everybody else getting involved talking about pro wrestling as we like to do. And also you can support us with some super chats. If you hit that little dollar sign in the chat window here on YouTube, you can uh, support Lily's mask habit and uh, you can help fund us here because we are self-funded here at Fightful Overbooked. Send us your super chats. We'll get them read on the air. And we have a Discord. It's over in the link in the video description of this video. It's uh, a free invite. Go and join us here on the Discord. We talk wrestling. We talk everything. Sometimes we show off our food. Sometimes we self-promote. We get a little bit of everything everywhere. And uh, it's been it's been a busy a busy uh, a week, a busy few weeks. And we have some wrestling to talk about. Let's we can keep talking about Greek Town and, and really quick. We can wrap it real quick. Uh, we talked about Josh Alexander wasn't there, so Trey Miguel was there. Uh, Sonny Kiss was there. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Serpentico. 
was there uh, having a really, really fun match with Space Monkey. If you're not familiar with Space Monkey, then you should probably go check him out. Puff. Uh, Puff was there. Buffalo Boy Puff was a, a big dude, a wonderful guy. He's worth checking out. Uh, who else was on? The main event, I think, is a team that people need to check out. They're just two big dudes. They are athletic. They're tall. They stand out in a crowd. If you haven't seen the main event, go out of your way. Check them. I think it's main M-A-N-E. Uh, just great guys and also just fun to watch wrestle. They teamed up with Jock Sampson. And for anyone who, who who's familiar with Jock Sampson, maybe you are, maybe you're not. I think he's based in Ohio. Jock is like the he calls himself the king of the one night stand, but he's a he's a bigger dude who wears a cowboy hat, talks with a drawl, southern drawl, and uh, he, you know he's he's the antithesis of what he says. But right now he's a face at Greek Town, and that was a recent turn. So him him teaming up with the main event was so out of place because you had Puff teaming up with these other guys, and Puff's very much a face in greek town so uh that was a six man tag that just made very little sense but was a lot of fun to watch uh and then in the main event we had rvd rvd took on channing decker in a really fun uh hardcore match i went back watched it because you and i were a little busy at the time but uh we did get to see rvd do a little bit of stretching before he went out there it was pretty intense um, I'm also pretty disturbed that you're not going to mention that Psycho Mike was involved in the show last night because holy crap, that was such an incredibly funny match. Um, and I think Del DeLuca, um, yep. incredible talent. Del I believe Duca. he was he was the third property brother in like a an indie, another like Indian Ontario. And um, I I love wrestling. I love all different types of wrestling. We all have our own wrestling. I always like to ask people, what is your wrestling? because we all have it but indie wrestling is so alive and well right now and i encourage everyone to just go check out your local scene even if you think it's going to be a little bit sketchy or whatever just go check it out because you're going to meet people like you and you're going to have a lot of fun and it is a lot of fun and you're going to meet very different people from the types of people you see interacting online twitter isn't real social media is not real the people who are at the wrestling show you you know the ones you want to talk to by who they are and how they react to each other and what's going on at the show. There are some really good people out in wrestling. Uh, Greek Town is my local, so uh, maybe you find yours. Maybe you'll find multiple. Uh, just worth your time to go and and watch some independent wrestling. You'll always find something new. You'll always find a little bit of a community. Maybe new friends each time. Uh, back in the day when I used to go to watch uh, bands perform. I would show up at the venue hours in advance to stand in line because I wanted to be at the front of the general admission pit in the pit. And I would have a group of friends that I would meet up with there and we'd chill all afternoon, just hanging out, talking about music, doing our thing. And that was the best part about uh, that was the best part about wrestling. And that was the best part about music. So go ahead, do it. And um, I, I think you were mentioning uh, we kind of ended up in a situation backstage where we were doing interviews, popping in and out. And for whatever reason, um, we ended up kind of essentially being stuck in a loading situation with RVD as he was warming up, which was <laughs> one of the most surreal and intense things I've ever seen because um, I'm a creative person myself. And when you're warming up to go out for any performance, whether that be wrestling, boxing, painting, music, you have to really, it's a very spiritual moment and there's a lot of energy being exchanged and rvd he's actually like he's very muscular but he's not like huge he's six one you can all see the photo of us together like he's not that like he's bigger than me but not much taller but what i'm getting at is this man who's a decorated legend from ecw wwf all that stuff decided that for whatever reason you and i were cool enough to just kind of be around while he did That's, his thing in such a private out. in such a private moment it, like a very very private moment that not a lot of people will ever get to see i actually don't think um was just so surreal and i'll i'll, I'll yeah. cherish that forever and that's a moment that you and i will have forever i think yeah by the way that was that's the photo right there my biceps look good actually they do not compared to his but uh they look pretty good I apologize. I probably look like a robot right now. My internet is acting up, but I'll be back. Uh, I'm okay, and you're okay. Let's, you're not uh, a robot. My it says my internet connection is not great right now, so I probably look and sound like a robot right now. That's it's okay. all good. 
let's uh let's let's talk about uh you want to talk about your training let's talk about what what uh, what's going on in the world of of training for wrestling what do you want absolutely talk about first what do you want um do? no no no. let's talk a little bit about uh super kicked like first of all um i don't think anyone from super kicked will watch this but maybe they will um i just want to give them a huge shout out <clears throat> for creating um a safe and accessible space for anyone um, to just go try it um, at a very beginner level. Um, there are different types of classes you can obviously take at Superkicked, um, whether that be more competitive and advanced or more drop-in beginner um, kind of classes, which is obviously where I'm at. Um, but this sport, it's not ballet. It's, it's uh, combat theater, as I like to call it. Um, you are going to get hurt. You are going to tumble. Uh, mistakes are going to happen. And it comes with a lot of um, mental focus, spiritual focus, um, and physical pain. Um, so there's a lot going on. And I finally feel like I've found people that I feel comfortable with, like getting hurt essentially in a safe way. Um, and I'm only three weeks in and... Uh, I have that itch to get in a death match. Now we talked about this. Would you do it? Would you, how quickly would you jump into a death match? Um, I think that's a really loaded question to be completely honest with you. I think that um, the advice that I've gotten from professionals in the industry and from my trainers is that, you know, you need to, you need to have some kind of experience first before you do something like that. I think going right into a death match, um, it is a possibility. I could totally do it. I could go set a table on fire in a park right now with a friend and get out the staple gun. But I think that um, wrestling is also about proving yourself as a character and a performer um, and showing uh, people what you got. And I don't think that going right into death matches per se would probably be my first move but um the wrestlers that i care to emulate who are people like terry funk william regal um scott hall those are some pretty hard hitters as well as the joshis so um i am expecting to at some point in my life probably deal with tables chairs um ladders La uh, I don't know. I have to talk to some more wrestlers about that because holy shit. Um, I used to do like staple gun spots as a kid, like just like for fun. It really doesn't hurt as well. I just saw a DDT spot where Ramka Chan just uh, shot Chris Brooks with uh, Roman candles. I'm down with stuff <laughs> like that. Um, one of my heroes in life is Johnny Knoxville. He raised me. So um I could picture myself being like, hey, it's Lily. Welcome to Fightful Overbooked. And I go through a table or whatever. So did you watch? Did you watch his match from WrestleMania? Did you watch? Knoxville I loved it. Everyone, Zane? everyone shit all over it. I really liked it. I think the wrong. No, I think I think the wrong people you follow shat on it because everyone that I follow or everyone that I spoke to, they liked it. And, and, and I love Sammy. So. I love Sammy. Yes. So. Probably one of his most fun matches so far. And also to work with Johnny Knoxville, who clearly cares about wrestling and cares and respects wrestling enough to like, it's still fun. Like it's entertainment and they made the match very entertaining and very fun to watch. So mm. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. And you know what? I don't think Johnny Knoxville is a dirty word when it comes to professional wrestling now. Cause he, uh, he had a lot of fun. Well, I hope not because at the end of the day, like uh, he's a stunt, he's a stunt man, right? Um, we don't have like the great American stuntman like that used to be Evil Knievel or, you know, similar guys to that. Um, Su uh, Super Dave, people like that. We don't really have figures like that. And the people that come closest to that probably would be wrestlers. So to kind of have this pop, pop blah, 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 to have this pop culture figure like Johnny Knoxville do it in WWE is uh, pretty awesome. Absolutely. And same um, with the other guys. Wee Man had a great spot. I was like, holy shit. He got into the ring super well considering his height, but he's a skateboarder. So I was like, duh, he's a skateboarder. He knows true. how to like jump up shit. <laughs> and he also, you know, threw, threw a body slam, took uh, took Sammy up and over. 
And it yep. was, again, it was fun. And I see in the chat, like people are saying it was fun. There was low expectations, but it was just entertaining. And that's the best part. Uh, by the way, because it's grappy hour and we usually drink, uh, what what are we drinking tonight? What do you what do you got for us? I have <laughs> that's a lo another loaded question. I have two things going on. So I am dying right now because I'm tired and I've worked all day and I'm editing some shit. Um, so I have pre-workout, which is uh, white freezy flavored. It's really good. It's from this like super like bougie gym. And Damn. then I also have, um, uh, we just did some wedding planning today. So this is um, like white label beer that we're going to have at our wedding custom made. I'm actually going to be physically brewing beer, like lifting like hundreds and hundreds of pounds of um, hops and like fermenting and doing industrial brewing with this microbrewery. And this one is called uh, Starry Night. So we really like this one. Very cool. I love it. Uh, I, I went simple. Some people may remember Jaw Drop, uh, the tickling pink. I had another one in the fridge. So I'm having that. And then afterwards, I'll go and get a shawarma. Oh, I I um I hope people don't find this disgusting, but I've been craving Sloppy Joes. Oh, love Sloppy Joes. Who doesn't? So we're going to... So we're gonna make sloppy joes and watch some wrestling tonight. Hell yeah! You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch Monday Night Raw. I know it. You're gonna watch. Oh, for Cody, sure. Cody and Miz. I actually would watch that. To be honest with you, I don't know why people are shitting on that either. It's gonna be um, a fun match. Ooh. It's gonna be a fun match, man. Yes. Um, but I'm actually excited. I love all these um like three three matches they do on AEW Dark with Emi Sakura. Um, yep. I think that um putting Ruby, Anna J, and Sky Blue together is kind of random and weird, but it's dark this is kind of um like a training process right so i think that anytime emmy is doing these kind of like queen matches um it's always a fun time so i'm really looking forward to that tonight i don't know like i don't follow dark as much anymore unless serpentico's on obviously um but yeah, it should be a good night. I might even check out Raw because Cody's back, baby. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, listen, mm. Raw for three hours can be a slog. I'll admit that. I think one of the best things uh, about me having taken the week off this past week to be a new dad was to uh, watch wrestling after the fact. So I was able to kind of catch up on shows at not live. I think I maybe watched one live show and it was raw last week uh other than that i've just kind of played everything by ear and watched it when i could just mm. dvr'd it or found another source for it and just watched it later on and that way i didn't have to sit through commercials that way i didn't have to sit through maybe matches that i didn't find super entertaining uh it was like the hulu cut but better and that was fine by me well i didn't have a kid last week but i've also been very busy just with a bunch of personal things and i've not fallen out of the loop of wrestling, but I know that there's a lot of GCW that I have to catch up on as well. Um, I've recently been talking to this awesome woman who you all should follow on Twitter named uh, Willow Raven. Um, she's um, like an adult content creator. She's beautiful. She has a big old boobs. She knows her shit about wrestling. Um, and uh, she's very big on GCW um, and she's been posting about it. And I'm like, fuck, I need to... Um, catch up because i know uh kid bandit went up against uh ali catch um and there's some other stuff i need to uh see as well saw a couple clips from that match with kid bandit Ooh. and ali catch and it looked like a lot of fun there was a little gremlin moment that's been going around the internet where yes. uh kid takes down uh uh ali and then does like this little tiptoe thing and it's very cute it's very fun so uh that and i saw kid bandit taking a photo with uh with Minoru suzuki doing the kawaii oh. And being Amazing. like super excited for it and then saying uh, Suzuki's going to kill me. So <laughs> it was good. Liv too. I saw uh, Liv uh, Morgan got a photo That's with right. Minoru as well, which was incredible. Minoru Suzuki is making the rounds and taking photos with uh, every hot commodity in pro wrestling. I'm excited for that. I love it. And then he's going to have a match on Dynamite against Samoa Joe or Mimosa Joe, as I like to call him, or Samosa Joe. I like that more. Or Ragosa Joe. I, I like to find different names for these wrestlers. Either way. That's going to be a really fun match for the ROH Television Championship. Uh, I'm excited for that. I think uh, I think most people are are excited for it too. It's going to be a hard hitting affair. It's going to be good stuff. I'm I'm into it. And I saw um, someone in the chat is saying, uh, "What do you think of uh, Ruby and Sky Blue joining Sting and the Hardys in a faction?" Um, that's actually something that I haven't considered. The thing that I don't see really working with that. 
is that sky blue is kind of a face whereas ruby is kind of like on the darker side so i don't see why sky blue would want an alliance with the hardies because i think the hardies are kind of um wild cards right i don't see that wild card um factor with sky blue which i do see with ruby um but i don't really see it with sky blue and i think that she's quite green um her look is very good but i think that her in-ring skills are still quite rusty um and I think that that's kind of why they're giving her all these like dark matches to kind of get her chops up. Um, unfortunately, I personally haven't seen much improvement um, with her matches and I hope to see more improvement with her matches. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting, um, that would be like an interesting booking for sure. I'm just trying to wrap my head around how everything would fit in that, in that quad. Ruby's yeah. guy, Sting and the Hardy. Sting and the Hardy seems like something they've been doing. They've been teasing it lately on, on Dynamite and on Rampage. Uh, Ruby has been kind of on elevation and nowhere else. And then Sky Blue has kind of shown up on Dark a few times. But otherwise, I don't really see... I don't I don't see the fits. That's all for me. Uh, Ruby, I, I think the Hardys might be a little leery of just adding a single woman to the faction. Mm. Because then the Team Extreme comparisons will start. And it would just feel a little weird if it's like Ruby Soho is the punk chick. Lita was the punk chick. It's the yeah. same. And then and then you are open to the scrutiny of like, it's just the it's just Tony recreating the attitude era. But clearly that's not what it is. But people will very much jump to that conclusion because that's just what happens. Should uh, I put it on? Dude, if you want to put it on for for the video like, watchers i got this you know. off serpentico so yes that's true so for the video watchers what you're seeing now is uh lily's got a serpentico mask that she purchased from serpentico at greek town wrestling this past sunday for the audio watchers you're gonna have to go back and watch because uh it looks good it actually it's it's a legitimate mask too it looks really good yeah the quality is incredible and it's made in uh, mexico i don't know how well you can hear me but um i was actually saying to serpentico like this um this is so much better than a COVID-19 mask. I might start wearing this like into the grocery store or when I go <laughs> or to the pharmacy, et cetera, because it still covers your nose, your chin. So you're following COVID-19 protocols with this completely. Yeah, exactly. It's comfortable too, isn't it? Yeah. You just got to lace yeah. it up in the back and you'll be good to go. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to add some laces onto the back, but um, huge shout out to Serpentico for just being a lovely uh, human being for the most part. Um, and you know, just being amazing and uh, not being as big as I thought. Like I knew he's small. I know luchas are usually smaller and I'm not trying to be like, oh, he's so small. He's like Marco stunt. But people on TV and I mean all wrestlers, they appear so much larger than life because of their personalities. And yep. TV does make everyone look bigger. Right. So when you meet Sunny Kiss, when you meet Serpentico, Lady Frost, you're like, oh, my goodness, you're so teeny tiny. And not in a bad way. Like, it's just TV makes people look so much bigger. Um, and um, I don't know how tall I am. How tall do you think I am? Like, 5'6"? No, I, you're a little bit tall. Were you wearing boots last night? Like that. Like, not really. Like you were wearing a little, a little bit, bit heel? Yeah. So I'm, I'm six feet tall. So you were probably about 5'8", maybe? So I'm pretty tall, I guess, for a chick. Like, because even next to Lady Frost, I felt like a hoss. I, well, yeah, Lady Frost is maybe about 5'2". She's small, yeah. and she admits that she's small. She's like, I think on Twitter this morning, she said something about taking up two airplane seats because she's so tiny. And yeah. like she said, for everyone who made fun of me in school, I'm so small, I can laugh now at sleeping on an airplane seat. So, uh, yeah, it's true, though. Like, most of these most of these wrestlers, male or female, doesn't matter, any any really any gender, uh, a lot of them are not massive people. Like, RBD is pretty big. You saw the photo we just posted. Uh, other than that, I mean, Channing is about my height. And that's, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anyone. Again, we talked about main event. They are massive dudes. Like, they are 6'4", six, 6'3", six, respectively. Big Psycho dude. Mike was a big boy. Psycho Mike is another big guy. He's probably about 6'2", yeah. and he, he's yeah. pretty jacked. Um, I'm, I, I can't say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
can't think of anyone frankie who obviously like, he's like yeah exactly yeah. Um, like the mountain from game of thrones yeah frankie's a big dude and uh most again most wrestlers who are coming up on the indies like trey trey miguel's not a tall dude but like he's built like he's he looks good he's he's got a good build on him but maybe he maybe trey miguel's about five seven five eight but he's um, ripped he's yeah ripped ripped but also i, I gotta say this uh here uh shout out to trey miguel because uh for those of you who listen to the weekender with steven jensen uh steven has spent months <laughs> and months talking about the meteora as a finisher and why he doesn't like the use of the finisher for um for trey miguel so Trey and I had a little bit of an exchange on Twitter, not on Twitter, but uh, we took a video uh, of Trey uh, explaining to Steven why he's wrong about using the Meteora and also dedicating his victory at Greek Town to Steven Jensen for using the Meteora. It's a really cool video. Maybe it'll see the light of day. So far, the only person who's seen it is Mr. Jensen himself. I wanted to troll him with that last night. But Trey was a really good sport and told me a really cool story about why he uses the Meteora and uh, further opened my eyes to why it's cool that he uses it. He got it from Shima and uh, he he did a, he told me a whole story about why he does it. He tagged Shima later on when he was talking about the story uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, just, just a really good dude. I liked him a lot. And there was a good point where um, some hecklers in the crowd... Uh, uh, someone someone brought up that he has soft hands and someone in the crowd said, choke him with your soft hands. That was so funny. That, and it that was incredible. Group, that group of people who were standing in the back were somewhat obnoxious, but they, they were got pretty a few sexist, over. but really funny. They got a few over, and I was just like, oh damn it, I have I to got know. one over when I when Del Luca was doing some crazy flippy shit, and I was just like, yellow card, yellow card, because soccer, right? <laughs> He's a soccer player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, before we move on to AW talk, uh, which I'm sure everyone wants to get into, uh, the funniest moment for me that just kind of showed why you and I get along so well was they did a dark match with, uh, they did like a, a scramble four way type of thing. And after the match, the lights are all still on in the venue and they did it for the dark match. And then everyone leaves the ring and it's silent. No music, no hype, no nothing. People are just sitting there. They're not even talking. Like, it, because it's the first match just happened and it's a big room and people are just so confused. And all of a people. sudden, you, yeah, there's like close to 300 people in the room. And all of a sudden, you're like, uh, and you just start doing the slow clap. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And everyone in our section started doing it. And then all of a sudden, the whole venue starts doing it. And then they started playing music and then nothing happened. <laughs> they just kept playing music while they kept setting up. We were like kind of kind of helping the show in a way because we were kind of in like the low like the the ECW entrance. Yeah, we so, were right at the entrance. And let's keep in mind this was the first, you know, I don't know where you're watching right now, but Canada has been like pretty strict with uh, lockdowns and especially with events. So, um shout out to um Ryerson and Greektown kind of like dealing with so many things last night like yeah. it it was it was kind of a shit show, but you know it was the first time back in two years, and they did such an amazing job. Like I have nothing like nothing negative to say, like yeah. because I you know coming out, I don't I don't think the pandemic's over in any way, shape, or form, but I think coming out of lockdowns um, is just so nice to be able to go to a wrestling event again. Like if you're in the states, and I was talking to Serpentico and some of the jobbers and like some of the talent about this like if if i lived in um texas or las vegas or florida i would already be plugged into a lot of schools a lot of indies right so i would probably have just be able to have more experience like you know i was like talking to some people that went to the nightmare factory last night and all over like from buffalo and they're like oh come to this gym in buffalo i can't just go to a gym in buffalo <laughs> just pop in it's fine just go walk across the border so it's like so it's like okay so maybe i'll make like AEW trips where i go to a show and then go train with some of the nightmare factory people i don't know um yeah. so that's why you need to go to indie shows you need to like go meet your people and one of the other cool things about last night because we had media access which doesn't it doesn't fucking matter but we what's cool about that is you get to see the event getting set up um yeah. so what i found fascinating was there was a meet and greet for rvd who is a lovely gentleman by the way and he loved my cannabis uh treat uh, he actually my gift my cannabis gift was i think the only one that he opened right away so um 
shout out to the OCS for having safe and regulated cannabis packages that are sealed, not just random dirt weed that you're giving a wrestler. By the um, way, just before you continue, uh, I was talking to a couple of people who were in line and met RVD. Uh, for you, for people who don't know, like Rob, uh, he at every show he goes to or works, he absolutely gets Wait. pot from everybody. Like yeah. it, people just bring about could be brownies, it, like it could be edibles, it could be pot itself, it could be drinks, whatever it is. Like RVD will always get it to the point where he brings a like a friggin' Ziploc bag with him mm-hmm. now. It's just he knows what's going to happen when he does it. By the way, all wrestlers are stoners. Pretty much. Many of them are. If they're not sober, they're probably smoking. Anyway, it's not important. Um, So so Rob was there and he had a a Ziploc bag for this stuff. But you were smart. You brought him drinks like cannabis drinks instead of sealed. Just yeah, exactly. Like sealed, safe. Uh, and and if you're gonna do it, like by the way, if you're gonna do anything like that for any wrestler, um, do the safe route. Don't don't just be like, I got this from my dealer. Do you want it? No, get get something like a drink, get something that's safe, get something that proves because nobody knows what is being given to them when you just give them a baggie. And that the drink like... was literally lab tested, like exactly. literally lab tested and it has like a tax sticker on it. And I was shocked. He opened it like right there and chugged it before his match. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope that this doesn't like fuck him up. But then I was like, it's RVD. I think it's he can RVD. handle He's like a fucking edible. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was it was still good. So so go ahead, keep talking. You, you were talking about RVD and, and just a billion people lined up to watch him and meet him. Yeah, and it was mostly like jabroni marks, just like kind of being annoying. But there was some <laughs> there there were some like incredible fans that what I thought was cool is like seeing the generational differences between merchandising. Like you had some people that had ECW merch, you had some people that had WWF merch, you had some people that had you know, whatever. And it was just crazy to think that there's this one performer, RVD, who has, and I'm going to burp. Oh my God. Nice. Who has so much uh, merchandising and um, some of the ECW stuff that we saw there and the replica belts were incredible. Um, If you guys follow me on Twitter, I actually met this incredible dude um, who was there for Sunny mainly, which is super cool. And he was he had a really heavy, nice replica I uh, New Japan belt. Um, and I'm a Joshi slut, so getting to hold that was awesome. That was a good time. Uh, it was, yeah, it was fun. Um, let's do AEW talk. Why not? We we haven't had a chance to like talk about Dynamite or talk about the stuff we liked and all that stuff. Yeah, I know you had a couple of uh, standouts you want to talk about or people that you wanted to uh, to bring to light. Who do you want to start with? Well, I mean, we're already at 41 minutes, and I think there's only two people that we need to talk about this past week in AEW. Personally, I think that is Willow Nightingale. Sure. Well, and... so we'll start there. Let's start there, and then I know the other one is going to be very obvious for everyone. Before we do that, folks, if you're here, leave us a thumbs up. On Alan Angels. Alan Angels, we're going to talk about Alan Angels. We're going to talk about Johnny Hungy. No, it's a, leave us a thumbs up here. Uh, it, it supports us greatly. And if you want to donate a super chat, that gets us really far because we are self-funded at Fightful Overbooked. Let's talk about Willow. Uh, Willow took on Red Velvet in an Owen Hart tournament qualifier match. I had to remember the word qualifier. Uh, and the match, uh, what did you think of it? We could talk about how we felt about that match and what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, I hated the finish. Okay. Hated it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that um the the crowd aspect reacting to Willow just being there was probably my favorite part. And I know that people are like, oh well, that's not part of wrestling, but it is. Because Willow is a draw right now. Willow is blowing up right now. Willow is proving that she can do pretty much whatever she wants in any promotion, whether that be NWA, Impact, ROH, AEW, etc. Um, and I think that um, the women's division in AEW needs more um, talent like Willow. And when I say that, I mean her style of wrestling, her personality, what she brings. She has something um, that no one else really has right now, including her look. Like she is not only like physically beautiful, she is one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. I mean, she's so strong and curvy and beautiful and great gear, but she has a very unique wrestling style that not a lot of women fuck with. It's true. Um, and I think that that's, and same with Mercedes Martinez. 
Um, I would love to see more women like Willow, more women like Mercedes coming into any promotion. I don't care which one it is. AEW, WWE, GCW, Eve, Beyond Wrestling. I don't care. We need more women like Willow because they, in my opinion, are the future of women's wrestling. And I know that the term women's wrestling is contentious, but I mean, even last night, um, Jody and Lady Frost, who are so talented, they barely got any crowd response. And I was so disgusted that, you know, um, at the end of the day, people just care more about male matches. And I don't think that that has anything to really do with sexism. I think it's more to do with the fact that men are just so easily able to like develop characters quickly and just kind of have no um, humility kind of, and just put themselves out there. Whereas women are a little bit more careful about what they want to be perceived as. And I can understand why as someone with a vagina, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Even last night I was, you know what I was wearing, like kind of like a BDSM harness and tons of people thought I was a wrestler. Tons of dudes were giving me weird looks and I don't mind that at all because obviously I'm putting myself out there, but um, it was kind of an interesting lesson for me last night as, as like a woman who's into this. This is a combat sport. That's a very masculine type of activity. So women doing this are not only like um, groundbreakers, but they're um, they're pioneers, like any single woman you see wrestling, even semi full time, like you better recognize how much that takes, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. Like there is so much going on. And even myself at Super Kicked, I don't know if you follow me on social media, but I am covered in bruises. Okay. And I'm only three weeks into this. So got to get them calluses up. Mm -hmm. And the more that you do it, the better it gets. With um, with respects to Willow, uh, she has grown on me. I I never thought she wasn't a good wrestler. I just always tried to figure out what her style was compared okay. to most of the women that she matches up with. So when you and I were talking yesterday before we went to Greek Town, I was mentioning how Willow's style versus Mercedes Martinez, who she had a match with at Ring of Honor's Supercard event, um, the the style that Willow wrestled was entirely different from Mercedes Martinez. Martinez mm. is very uh, ground and pound and a lot of suplexes and a lot of technical wrestling compared to Willow, who is very flashy and moves oriented. She like a cannonball is a big move for her. A pounce is a big move for her. There's, there's a lot of like power moves kind of similar mm. to Jordan Grace. And, mm. and that's good. It's just when I saw the way that they match up, it was very different. And and it, it showed. So when I saw Willow and uh, and Red Velvet, it was a similar thing where I said, okay, these two are uh, a little bit closer lined up this time, but still mm -hmm. a little bit different in that Willow is, is much physically bigger, uh, much more built, and Red Velvet is much more light, should be a lot faster than Willow. But more flippy the, as well. More flippy as well, yeah. But you didn't really get to that to that degree, I don't think. Um, the match itself was fine. I think I just expected a better finish. Like you said, it wasn't oh, very yeah. good. It wasn't edited very well. Uh, I, I see a lot of people in the chat saying Willow's a star. Willow is like is, is incredible. The and crowd loves her. They were there's screaming for her. Yeah, there's a charisma and there. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that she's the perfect wrestler because I don't think that she is. But I do think that she has a lot of the tools mm -hmm. that are going to propel her further mm -hmm. if she continues to get better at the things that she's maybe not doing great at right now. A good example of that is the moonsault that she does. She unfortunately knocked the wind out of Mercedes Martinez in their match in Ring of Honor, and mm. that looked awful. And mm. then she did it again at Rampage. And I don't know if it was a miscue from Red Velvet, who was rolling inward, whatever it was, but she almost took her head off landing yeah. on the mat. So again, it... You got to make sure that if you're going to do that moonsault, it's got to be either crisp and clean or it's got to be planned out properly that your partner in the ring that you're working with knows what the spot is and where the landing's supposed to be. Because it's it's tough. It's a tough landing. You got to you got to hit that. Well, even think about like one thing that I want to try just like as a LARF as a table spot, right? Because like even right now, this desk I'm sitting on, it's totally hollow and all you would need to do like 
everyone or a lot of people know in wrestling to do a table spot, you take out all the screws, you replace them with like a different type of screw. Um, and you would use like um, a certain type of table that isn't too thick, unless you're in Japan, then they don't give a shit. It's all table. Um, it's all made. They, it's they, all they, they don't give a But if you think about wrestling, like let's say I'm wrestling, like I'm going to literally stand up on something like this high. Oh God, you're going to eat shit if you're not careful. I'm not. And then okay. I'm going to flip forward through a table. You have to like figure out like how you're going to put your arms and all that shit in like a split second. Yeah. So it's, it's like these simple moves that like people are like, Oh, whatever. It's a botch. Like it's hard. Like I literally gave myself a black fucking eye doing a snapmare last week. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's the toughness of, of, uh, of wrestling. It ain't easy. And it ain't ballet as they keep saying. Right. But mm-hmm. ballet is also pretty damn hard uh medium because if you see their feet their feet oh buddy it is bad news it is yeah it is rough by the way ryan thank you for the super chat says i left you a thumbs up already leave me alone well i'm not gonna leave you alone until you no one likes you everyone i really can't blame anybody i'm a pretty awful human being like i'm not a likable human being i get it Mm. i wonder why we get along then that kind of says something about myself then i guess i'm just a fake it's fine it all works out it all comes out Mm -hmm. in the wash because people people think that I like run this pro, this show and run this channel and therefore they're nice to me, but then they realize I'm just a giant piece of shit. I haven't seen that side of you yet, but um, one person I also have to mention before we get into Wheeler, Utah, obviously, is RJ City. Yes, who was not Showed a Greek town wrestling. Didn't show up and he's a piece of shit. RJ City, I'm coming after you for not showing up to Greek town. I was looking forward to, can- to, to, to hanging out with you. You ruined my night. Well, well, well. Calm down because he's getting that Tony Khan bag, right? If you had the opportunity to get Tony Khan dollars, I think you would do it too. And more importantly, I, I mean, I guess you hate RJ City, and that's that's totally fair. You can you can hate RJ City as much or as little as you want to. Um, but I respect that he doesn't think that Sean Ross Sapp is a legitimate journalist because <laughs> because I also agree with that. Well, I will leave that conversation to another time with you and Mr. City. RJ and I actually get along quite well. I seeing RJ at, at Greek Town and seeing him at Toronto shows is one of my one of the highlights of my of my times. But he wasn't. I'm just there. trying to shoot on Sean. I'm just trying to shoot on Sean. Oh, that's fine. I'm I I do it enough that uh, he's going to threaten to fire me. Let's uh, let's talk about Wheeler Yuta real quick. And by the way, I know people are oh, talking about. People are talking about uh, dogs. People are talking about young bucks. Talking about FTR. Let's see some. Oh, no, no dog. Okay, I was trying he's, for the second. He's being a weirdo. Um, yeah, we do have to talk about FTR as well. Um, me and my soon-to-be husband both cried at the end of that match. Really? Yeah. What? And, what did uh, that? If you don't mind me asking, like, what? What was the emotion? How did? How did you get to that? I think it was it was the Briscoes uh, supercard match that did it. By the way. Oh, okay, got it. I thought it was the Bucks match you were talking about, but yeah, no, no, the, no, no, that, no. that yeah, Ring yeah. of Honor match, it was the yeah. Supercard match, yeah. Great. Do you understand why we cried? Or uh, I think I do. Yes, there okay, was a yeah. lot going on there emotionally from all sides, not just FTR, yeah. but also the Briscoes, the end of an era potentially. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Yeah, and um, the way that um, specifically Dax has just been kind of you know dealing with that match fallout on social media um, has been so. Um, genuine like the fact that brett called him and he broke down crying i mean i would too holy crap um i'm just so happy that like we're alive to see ftr doing what they're doing right now and to see william regal back on tv to see you know john moxley like against all odds you know come back even stronger with brian goddamn danielson like this is gonna be (laughs) quite an interesting year for not only AEW but for all the divisions that kind of like intersect with that too and I know that like the forbidden door is kind of like the dirtiest word or term in our industry but I think with that door open it um um it creates potential for some pretty crazy shit this year yeah I agree we're gonna see where it goes I see in the chat people are saying that uh FDR hasn't gotten any better. People are just opening their eyes now. I think a lot of it also comes down to the partners they've had to work with. Mm. That's another huge, a huge milestone for them. 
is being able to work with people that not who aren't just the new day in the Usos, right? They're having a lot of opportunities to work with different tag teams who have uh, different styles. And as a result, they're having some great matches. And that's, uh, that, that's the best part about watching FTR grow as a tag team showing off what they can do. Can you name a better tag team in the world right now? Uh, right now, I don't think anybody's hotter. Am mm-hmm. I a Young Bucks fan? Absolutely. Do I love the Usos? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. There are there are a lot of really good tag teams out there, uh, but really FTR have set a standard and they're, mm-hmm. they're starting to really show off. And I know chat's going to start going nuts and naming a ton of other another uh, groups that they love or tags tag teams that they love and that's fine again wrestling is subjective and i'm sure after this show goes off the air i'll think of 20 more but the mm-hmm. fact is right now ftr definitely hits uh, hits top of the list for me uh we have a super chat from throwback and then we'll talk about yuda says with roman going over 850 days since his last defeat wow. you see him passing bruno san martino to become the longest reigning wwe champion of all time bruno had a ten thousand plus day reign i think it was a very long one, and that was at a time when wrestling wasn't weekly on TV. You were going from show to show. You were taking there was there was a lot more time. There was a lot more time stretched out. If Roman does another 365 days from now until next WrestleMania, I think I would be surprised by that. Mm. What do you think? Do you see Roman going the distance? Do you see him dropping this title soon? Do you see him passing Bruno? What do you what do you think? Um, I think he's going to keep it. I think that, um, Roman has this interesting, um, place in WWE where he's so well protected that, you know, even if he does lose the belt, he's going to get it back pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't think that I'm educated enough to make, um, like on WWE now specifically to make like really good predictions. But I think that Roman is like, Roman is their Tom Cruise. He's their John Cena right now. It's their bread and butter. Um, I think that without him holding the title, a lot of other stories, a lot of other factions kind of fall to shit, right? So um, I personally think that Roman's probably going to hold for a thousand days at this point. So just to correct myself, I I said 10,000 as a number. Uh, Combined, San Martino held the title. His reign was large combined for 40,040 days. His longest single reign was 2,803 days. And is that the longest ever, ever? That's the longest ever. He could probably meet up with Hogan and Hogan's combined reigns because that's a little closer to modern era WWF, WWE. But if he goes for a seven, fans would not tolerate a seven-year title reign at this point. Mm, that's just not I, the nature of professional wrestling and entertainment as a whole tv shows don't play off you know the, a season arc still has to have multiple twists turns and side stories in it now in order to be entertaining and that's just regular tv drama we're doing the same thing with professional wrestling that the champion cannot be champion for too too long without having some sort of side quest side hustle whatever it is that turns people's minds off of the singular uh, thing that he's doing, which is holding a title in this case. And that's why I don't understand this Ronda buy. It's like, that's such a crazy investment, not only from a financial standpoint, but from a branding standpoint, from a booking standpoint, from an everything standpoint where, you know, if I were Vince or anyone um, with any power at WWE, I would be wanting to make sure a hundred percent that Charlotte Flair got that belt and held that belt longer than her dad did. That's a good point. And, and, and about the Rhonda stuff. Um, I know a lot of people are down on Rhonda and rightfully so when it comes to her promo, especially, I also want to say that she is really popular with casual fans, man. Like she is really? just, yeah. Like people who aren't on Twitter all day or talking about it on the internet, like you and I, uh, they're fans because they know there's name brand recognition with with ronda rousey she She hasn't done anything though but doesn't matter it's what she did it's the Mm. same it doesn't matter what you did lately it's what you've done in the past and when people see her branded as this mma powerhouse who forged a a path for women in mixed martial arts i'm using quotation for those in audio uh when they see that they just they think of that and it doesn't matter what she's doing at the time she still has that sachet that goes with her character and that's mm. enough for a lot of people. See, 
before wrestling, I was like a big uh, MMA person, right? So when she kind of debuted, she was like the only woman doing it. And everyone's like, she was the best. She was the best. She was the best. But in my opinion, it wasn't that. It was she was the first. She was the first. She was yeah. the first, yeah, right? Exactly. So there's a big difference in being the first or the best. And the fact that she got steamrolled over so fast because her opponents realized, Oh, she's just going to charge at me and do the same like things every time. And Holly home, like literally essentially destroyed her career. Um, it's hard to come back from that. Plus she's like a Sandy hook denier and anti-vaxxer and just like a pretty um, polarizing figure, depending on where you fall. Um, and I personally find, um, even outside of all that, like if I didn't care about her personal politics, I just find that, um, her character, her performance, the way that she throws strikes, considering she has an Olympic background is pretty embarrassing. Fair. Again, I, I, I see what the, I see what the love is for her from certain fans. Uh, she's not my favorite. I talk about it every single week on Tim and Joel pod. I talk about how she cuts a librarian esque promo. She just her her mic skills are very much a whisper. That's insulting to librarians, Joel. Please Whoops. respect your local librarians. I know I do respect the librarian technicians out there, but let's talk about the other technicians. Utah let's scale. Talk Utah about the Utah scale. scale. Let's talk about that match. John Moxley Wheeler Yuta on Rampage. I know people are clamoring. They saw it. They loved it. Uh, star making performance for Wheeler Yuta. Everyone's talking about it. What did you think? What stood out? And what what's next for Wheeler Yuta? What do you want to see from Wheeler Yuta? I mean, Blackpool Badass Society or whatever it's called. Um, I think it's cool, man. I like the name. I think um, getting to essentially be managed by Regal is an honor. I think that the highlight of that match actually wasn't the match itself. It was the end when Regal came out with Danielson and Moxley in the ring. And they had that emotional moment where you didn't really know if Regal was going to slap him again, or if he was going to put out his hand and welcome him into that faction. Um, we all kind of knew and shout out to whoever was uh, operating the camera that night because they got the second that Regal put out his hand for Utah. One of the camera ops got this guy that just popped so <laughs> hard for the handshake. And that is what wrestling is all about, in my opinion. No, you're right. It is about those moments and those when the fans get into something like that, especially with a new star, with the made star. That's mm. good stuff. That's the stuff you want to you want to draw attention to. The match itself was great. The match itself was fun. There were moments where I was like, ah, too much. Like the the second uh, paradigm shift when he kicked out. I was kind of mm. like, okay, I, it's a big adrenaline rush. Let's say Yuta was just let's just say Yuta was just on, was on cocaine. Who knows? Regardless, he kept kicking out of the he kept kicking out of the the finishers, and you could tell that. Um, they were having a good time. You know, like Mox was loving every minute of it. And then getting and the finish the was great finish. too. Yeah, yeah. The choke out finish was great. It was the only way to put down this, like this pit bull of a dog who would not mm -hmm. stop, would not quit. And that was the theme of the match, right? You mm -hmm. kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, getting Moxley's respect more and more until Moxley ultimately had to put down the dog. And then after the handshake, Mox comes up to Yuda as they're going off the air. And I we thought got more this work was perfect. Says the work begins now. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. Little things like that make my wrestling much more fun, much mm -hmm. more interesting. What I didn't like was how this all kind of played out. And we talked about it on Tim and Joel pod where they just kind of shoved best friends to the side for mm -hmm. this. And they didn't play out the Trent versus Yuda dynamic. They might moving forward. Who knows? But it felt like they could have told a little bit more when it came to Trent being not a fan of Yuta, being like, we brought you in, but I wasn't here to make that decision. I wanted Yuta and Trent to have a match where Yuta won, and then Trent got Trent respected him, went to shake his hand, and Yuta said, no, forget you. You didn't like me. I beat you. Now you like me. Forget you. I'm out. It could have been well, as was, easy as that. And it was kind of weak, too, because they had like a backstage segment where he was like, don't touch me. And like that was pretty much it. It was like, don't touch me into like I'm with Blackpool. So I, I totally agree. I think that there could have been more like build up there from the transition away from best friends into, you know, the really William Regal badass society. Yep. Um, and, you know, I just hope that William Regal gets more TV time because, you know, matches are great. 
wrestling is great, but the character development and the stories are also a huge part of it. And I think that William Regal's experience brings um, or uh, breathes a whole new type of air um, into the entire company. Because when someone like that comes into a company, it causes waves in ways like you don't even realize. It's like, you know, when you hang around an artist you like, you start picking up on things. Like right now I'm in training and I'm like, yo, Scott Hall is my guy. I like all of his packages. So it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And I, and mm -hmm. I agree to a point. Uh, and I'm seeing in the chat, you know, there's a slow burn, letting it play out and all that. And, you know, th that's fine. We can see what happens moving forward with uh, with best friends and the mm -hmm. uh, the Blackpool Combat Club or the Blackpool Country Club, as I like to call them, uh, they're they're going to have a good time. It's going to be a fun little group that they put together based on violence, based on beating each other up. But for Wheeler Yuna, blood, this blood, was a blood. big wood. Yeah, just a big bloody week for him and a good match for him as well. He did good. And he's been grinding in the indies for so long. I think that's something um, that a lot of people don't realize. Like he's yeah. been a star for a long time. And uh, I guess this, yeah, like last night kind of felt like my coming out debutante ball party party to the indie scene in Toronto. That was uh, kind of Willer Utah's, you know, coming out party to the professional wrestling scene and kind of validation for him and all the grinding, all the blood, sweat, tears, travel, bullshit that he's had to put up with. Um, and it was emotional. Like I'm almost getting choked up just thinking about it, thinking about being in his position at such a young age too. I think he's 24 or 25. Yeah, he's young. He really so is young. He, mm -hmm. Same One with Garcia I and all those dudes. It's insane. One thing I'm looking forward to, by the way, just in the long-term storytelling of Yuta and his development uh, they made reference on Rampage or on Dynamite, I should say, to Chucky e. T saying, I bought you your first pair of trunks, the one the tights that you're wearing. I bought those for mm. you. I want you to come out wearing completely different tights on Wednesday or Friday. Whenever he's on the show next wrestling, I want a different a Blackpool look. Totally yeah, different. I, yeah, yeah. Something totally different from him. And that's going to show me that they're really paying attention and not just falling into Easter eggs mm -hmm. that people figure out for for themselves when they're writing their 50,000 word dissertations about wrestling and why they love it. We like layers. Um, we like wrestling like onions. We want lots of layers. That's right. Wrestling is like ogres. Oh, maybe I'll watch Shrek tonight for recovery. I think you should do that. Mm -hmm. I think we should get out of here. I think it's time to... We uh, should. We went over a little call. bit. Look how we, much we had to talk about today. We did not expect it, but we had a lot of fun this past weekend at Greek Town. That's been great too. Yes, it was a good time. Good chance to meet up. We'll do it again soon. We're here on Mondays. We drop content on Fightful Overbooked all the time. Subscribe to us here. Leave a thumbs up. Lily, where can the people find you and Serpentico on the internet? Uh, follow me at uh, Serpentico. No. Follow me at Lily Z on Twitter. Follow me at Lily Z on Instagram. I'm going to have a link tree soon so you can like stalk me. I'm going to be dropping content on pretty much every platform except for Instagram. There you go. Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Folks, thank you for bearing with me for the last couple of weeks while I, I mean, uh, got myself back to normal. Uh, we'll be back. We're always here. Love you very much, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Have a good night. Enjoy Raw. Enjoy Dark Elevation. I don't care what you watch. Just go watch some wrestling. Watch Emmy Six. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.